Good morning, and welcome to chapel. Today, as we contemplate the abrupt end of May term and the fast approach of the summer's commencement, we would like to set aside the next 30 minutes to reflect on our understanding of the term blessing. What is a blessing? What does it mean to ask for a blessing? How might we become blessings? Those of us who organize this chapel are scheduled to participate in the ministry inquiry program this summer. And while we, we may not be able to offer you many adequate answers for you today, just wait until our reunion chapel this coming fall, because after our summers working in various congregations across the United States, we are all expecting to finally figure out all of the answers to our biggest questions. <laughs> certainly something to look forward to. But until then, we have plenty of questions to offer. And it is our hope that all of us, no matter who we are or where our summers may lead us, we might be able to go forth from this place today with a clear understanding that even in our questions, we may offer blessings to the world. And now, we will be participating in a blessing to God. Sam and join us as we sing, Blessed Be the Name of the Lord.
Psalm 19, verses 1 through 4. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech, and night after night they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the end of the world. The creation is pretty bold in praising God. The heavens declare the glory of God. We can, if we pay attention to the world around us, see the great imagination of a great creator. This past Monday, I went to Mary Lee with the astronomy class, and we spent the night watching the stars appear after sunset, seeing the transformation of the world around us as our eyes adjusted to see a new turn in God's creativity. I saw planets and their rings and moons, different galaxies, and at least six shooting stars. The sun rose in the morning and we saw each blade of grass covered with frost and a rolling fog across the lake. With few distractions, I was drawn into the presence of God. Is my life as constant of a reflection of God's love and creativity as the creation that was around me? I've sung the song, Blessed Be Your Name, only like hundreds of times, but as I reflected on blessing God, the lyrics and how that related to my past couple of days, I was really challenged to make that song my own. I've had a rough past couple of days, and there are a lot of exciting but also daunting or life-altering changes that are coming up in my life in the near future. There are many things beyond my control, and I'm the type of person who likes to know what's going on. Think, I enjoy thinking about what's going to happen and then reevaluating things that haven't yet happened to make them even better. But the reality is that we can't make every day be one where we feel as if we're in the land that is plentiful, where the streams of abundance flow. But we can choose to say, blessed be the name of the Lord. We can choose to live in a way that blesses God and joins with the creation around us in declaring the glory of the Lord. We have that choice. Genesis 32, to 29. That same night, he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of Jebuk. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and the man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go, unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please, tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. Jacob demands a blessing. Doesn't this seem childish, 
childish, selfish, and possibly even manipulative? I don't know. I, I think so when I read this story. Yet we do this all the time, asking for, even demanding, blessings for ourselves and for others. So what does it really mean to ask God for a blessing? Are we simply asking some distant, all-powerful being for good things? And when we ask for blessings for others, does this imply that God will bestow nice gifts on those that we like? It seems to me a bit like a little kid in a mall asking for toy after toy from a parent with a full wallet. Is anyone entitled to blessings just by being in a relationship with God? Many who ascribe to a prosperity gospel would say yes. As a matter of equal exchange, if we have faith, God will bless us with health and material prosperity. While my reading of the scripture does not lead to a gospel of health and wealth, I still have to ask, if we wrestle with God long enough, are we entitled to a blessing? Um, another way to look at this is in the context of other verses. Uh, in Matthew 7, well... Okay, there's just the, the famous verse, I really should have marked this earlier, the famous verse of ask and you, uh, seek and you will find, ask and it will be given to you, knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, anyone who seeks finds, and it, for, for, all, for those who knock, the door will be opened. And Jesus then continues, excuse me, <laughs> um, is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if the child asks for fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good, good things to those who ask him? Um, and when you stop and actually think about these verses, that's, I mean, very profound. If we ask God for a spiritual request, you know, he will grant it. So it seems like we're only limited by our imagination or just of what we actually ask God for. Um, but this, this, isn't the whole, this isn't the whole thing. Like looking at Jacob, you know, he was struck on the looking at Jacob's story, and he was struck on the hip, he was dislocated, and he's just clinging to this guy, like, you know, just pleading, like, bless me. So there's clearly, it's not just, you know, hey, God, like, you know, come on. You know, I, I need this, you know. So there's, there's a lot more there. Um, and like if the famous verse in James goes, faith without works is dead. And a lot of people interpret that to mean, you know, we should, our faith should be real and people should see that. And like, I don't think anyone would disagree with that reading, but I also think it might mean that if we have, like if God, given what Jesus said, and if God knows that he will give us what we ask of him, and then we don't ask anything of him, that then reflects a lack of faith on our part because if like perhaps then genuine faith seeks blessing from God and revels in demonstrating faithfulness kind of as Jacob wrestled with the angel so that God then can bestow gifts on us for our faith it's and it's while well, I was talking Annalie and I were talking about it she likened it to a relationship where there's a lot of give and take and with God it's more about faith but with people, it's about trust. You kind of have that. So. Let's turn to number 422 in your blue hymnals together, and let's ask God for blessing together.
Genesis 12, 1-2. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And Acts 20, 32 to 35. Now I commit to you, now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words that Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Someone told me yesterday that at our age as college students, we are in the most narcissistic state we will be in. Um, looking back, I can see why this would be true, um, but I believe that this is totally contradictory to the scripture. Um, God clearly calls us to be a blessing to other people. Um, we are called to, be tr to truly be the hands and the feet of Christ. And I don't believe that we can do this if we remain self-centered and focused on ourselves. Rather, I believe that being a blessing to others is a mandate by God. And in order to do that, we have to get out of our own, um, our own desires and our own wants. And we have to learn how to truly seek God's face and to truly do his will. There's an adage um, in the black community that says, God helps those who, helps themselves, who help themselves. Um, and to a certain extent, I believe that this is true. I believe that too often, we as Christians um, are so caught up with asking God for blessings and with um, seeking God's hand rather than his face that we don't do the things that we need to do in order to um, truly learn how to live our Christianity out loud. And I would like to challenge you all to do that. May the blessing of the light be on you, light without and light within. May the blessed sunlight shine on you like a great fire so that stranger and friend may come and warm themselves at it. And may, may light shine out of the two eyes of you like a candle set in the window of a house, bidding the wanderer come in out of the storm. We have been richly blessed by God, by others, by our community, by the light, the rain, the earth, by love, and by so much more. We have been blessed to be a blessing to our friends and family, to our community, to neighbors, to coworkers, to strangers, and to, have, to whomever we come in contact with. We have talked this morning about what it means to be blessed by God and what it means to ask for blessings and to be a blessing. And out of all of this, I wanna just leave all of us with a challenge to go into our summers and whatever we may be doing, being intentional and looking for opportunities, both big and small, in which we can use our blessings to bless others. Please turn to number 39 in the Purple Sing the Storybook.
God has shown us the meaning of generosity in the rich diversity of creation, in the ever-flowing love of Jesus Christ, in the never-ending gift of the Holy Spirit. God has abundantly blessed us with the people who care for us, with the gift of education, with riches beyond measure, if we but ask. God has lovingly called us to be a community that honors each other, to be servants to others with joy, to share our love and material blessings, to bless others through our own blessings. Let us go this summer in rejoicing in what we have been given and in what is ours to give. If you guys can bow your head, let's pray. Lord God, I just pray that um, you will use this summer, Lord, to change us. I pray that something in us, Lord God, will emerge, Father God, that we will go into a chrysalis and that we will be changed and never be the same, Lord. I just pray that you will help us to truly figure out um, what it means to live in your blessings, Lord God, what it means to be a blessing, Father God. And I pray that you will just help us to seek your face and not your hand. Go in peace. Just kidding. <laughs> we have one more song. You shall go out with joy. And Nathan Graver is going to play the dulcimer. So we're going to... Um, he's going to play it through once, and then we'll sing it twice, and then you can be dismissed. So it's 422 in the Blue Hymnal of Worship book. Oh, I was wrong. 427. <laughs>